Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 710, the tax filing deadline just eight days away now. Starting to wonder if you're going to make it. Don't have enough time. I'm not a challenge. challenge. There isn't enough time. Yes, there is. If you're hearing your taxes are due in about a week and that freaks you out. I don't think she's going to make it. (laughs) There are some steps you should take before hitting the panic button. Here's ABC's Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Heads up, procrastinators. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. The tax filing deadline is almost here and you're nowhere near ready to file. If you are not done in time, definitely make the IRS aware. Uh, You don't want to panic and you don't want to ignore your taxes because the IRS has a way of finding you and they will. ABC News business correspondent Alexis Christophoros says you have options. So what you want to do is apply for an extension as quickly as you can. That gives you until October uh, to actually file and get all your paperwork in place. But definitely don't let that deadline come and go without taking action and letting the IRS know you can't do it in time. Here's something to keep in mind, though. An extension gives you extra time to file, but not extra time to pay. If you think you'll owe, it's best to make an estimated payment to the IRS. You can find more information on irs.gov or irs to go the IRS app. With today's tax tip, Daria Albinger, ABC News. Tax tips are brought to you by the Neal Group for less stress with the IRS. Visit neilgroup.net, that's N-E-A-L group.net, for a free consultation. I can make this. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks wrapped up their regular season with a loss in Toronto on Sunday afternoon, 121-105. to Bobby Portis led the scoring for Milwaukee with 16, and Jay Crowder added 13 points. Giannis was also one of seven players who did not suit up for the Bucks as the team now looks ahead to a hopeful Playoff run. Head coach Mike Budenholzer with a week off will look to get his team healthy and is excited about the depth this team holds heading into the playoffs. No, I mean, the more depth you have, the more versatility you have, options, guys that have been there, delivered. You know, I think that's always great in the playoffs. Uh, So, you know, I think we're excited or we feel good about the quality of of the roster, the depth of the roster. Milwaukee will begin their postseason starting on Sunday, April 16th. Their opponent and the time of the game is yet to be determined as they await the play-in tournament winners and losers. Over to the Diamond, where the Cardinals were looking to spoil the Milwaukee Brewers' Easter plans, but Willie Adamas, well, he had a different idea. This one to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go! For Willie Adamas! And the Brewers add one more on a home run by Adamas. Bob Uecker on the call What did that there. bounce off of out there? It, <laughs> like it, it, it sounded a lot louder, right? right? But it was the top of the top of the wall. But I think it hit something in the bullpen. Uh, I love when the long ball bounces yeah, off of stuff. Makes a loud, a loud thump. Bob Uecker on the call there. Willie Adams would extend it, that game to a 3-1 lead, and the Brewers would never look back, beating the Cardinals by a final of 6-1 to to earn the win and the series victory, taking two out of three games at American Family Field. Freddie Peralta did get the start. Going six strong innings, allowing one earned run and striking out seven on his way to his second victory of the year. 
Freddie Peralta, though, his start to the season, it has been magnificent. But if you ask his manager, it's nothing new for him. He's, he's been dialed in. He's been feeling great. It's, it's been clearly different than how he finished the season or how he you know, had to kind of endure the second half, like most of the second half of last year. So, you know, in, in a way, like not surprised what he's doing right here because this is, um, I think, when he's, when he's doing well, this is what it looks like. Next up for the Brewers is a 10-day West Coast road trip beginning tonight in Arizona. First pitch is scheduled for 8.40 tonight. And you can listen to full coverage right here on WTMJ. Of course, home of the Brewers beginning at 8.05. Coming up, do you want to build a snowman? Siding Unlimited, WTMJ News Time 718. Let it go. Let it go. Welcome. That song stuck in your head for the rest of the day. Disney's Frozen <laughs> in the middle of its run here at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. No shows today. Theater dark on this Monday, and then things pick back up tomorrow and run through the weekend. I took my youngest daughter Friday. We kind of, for the girls, just missed Frozen. Like, they were into it. They watched it, but it wasn't. That's not the one they watched, like, on a loop. That wasn't in the wheelhouse. They are a little too old. Like, just a little bit too old. So they yeah. like it. They knew the film. But, like, for many other... Um, families who have kids just a little bit younger than mine, probably probably closer to Bryn, your daughter. Yeah, she was kind of jaded by it a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why. It, wasn't, it didn't speak to her, but she did want to go see the musical at downtown. Well, so did a lot of young mm-hmm. girls throughout southeast Wisconsin. It was all Elsa and Anna dresses at the Marcus Performing That's Arts awesome. Center, which was worth the price of admission anyway. All these littles coming in there, finding Wearing their, their outfits. Seats. Yep, drinking their little soda. Kitty cocktail, whatever. There were surprises. I didn't know both Sven the reindeer and Olaf the snowman. They are portrayed as puppets in the theatrical performance. So you have an actor on stage, and at least with Olaf, now Sven is like he's kind of like wearing the suit almost. Okay. So he's like there's somebody in there, but you know he doesn't talk or anything. He just kind of runs around. But then Olaf, you have an actor out there, performer on stage operating the puppet. All right, let's start this thing over. Hi everyone. I'm Olaf, and I like warm hug. And he does deliver those lines. That's like straight out of the movie that I pulled that. But they say Josh Gad, really? Yeah, right. <laughs> but the a lot of folks want to know: is the musical the same as as the movie that the kids watched? And sometimes they differ quite a bit. In this one, it follows the storyline very closely. And I've talked with Jeremy Davis. He plays Olaf in the show here in Milwaukee. There are a lot of extra things, you know. Um, there's more music. There are a lot of new songs. I mean, you'll, you'll still hear all the songs you love, but there are, you get a lot of extra ones as well, a lot of really great new, new songs. So we will um, hear all the songs we love. We'll hear Let It Go. You'll hear Let It Go. You'll hear <laughs> Love is an Open Door. You'll hear Fixer Upper. Yeah, there, all, all the songs you know and love are there, plus a lot of great new ones. So how about for your character, Olaf? Is how does one become a snowman? Like I'm sure that's quite, quite a case study for theater class. Yeah, well, the way we do it in, uh, on stage is with puppets. We have two puppets in the show. Uh, Sven, the, the reindeer, is, is one of them, and Olaf is the other. And, um, and I, every night I, I, I have a costume. I'm fully visible. Um, so you see me up there as well as the puppet. And, and we just go through the show together. Man, that's a whole other level of skill, though. I think that's really interesting because there are a number of shows. I mean, Avenue Q comes to mind and others where mm-hmm. where that is a, a whole different layer and a different type of acting because you are both the character, but you're 
also oper- operating the puppet. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it, it was the first time I'd ever done any puppetry, so it was it was definitely a skill I had to learn. But it's it's also one of the things that makes the the role really fun to play. It's this little extra this little extra thing I get to do. And I'm never I'm never alone on stage. I always have a partner in crime uh, in Olaf that that is helping me along. You know what I love about a show like Disney's Frozen is you're going to bring a lot of young people into the theater and for many of them it's maybe going to be their first theater experience and you have the honor of delivering that to them that's right that's that's uh that's another really great thing about this job is that we are uh we are the introduction of theater to a lot of of young people we acknowledge that in our pre-show announcement actually um we uh the announcement that plays before every show does take a moment to say welcome to all our our theater goers experiencing theater for the first time uh, we find that to be a very important part of this journey for us. We're talking with Jeremy Davis. He plays Olaf in Disney's Frozen, playing now at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. So your wife is on tour with you as well. Uh, she is in the cast. Yeah. What is that like? It's the best. We met doing a show 13 years ago, but we haven't worked together since. Working together and touring the country together, it's just beautiful. You know, we, we've both toured separately and uh, she, my wife, Kristen, often says, like, we'll be going through a city, and she'll say, oh, I, I remember being here and wishing that I was here with you, and now we are. Now we're here together. So uh, it really is lovely, and it's wonderful to be on stage together, too. Uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts in Milwaukee. You've been here for a few days now. You're going to finish out the run this week. You enjoying your time here? Yeah, I like it here. I played here a long time ago. Um, it's been quite some time. But, yeah, I... I really like the feel here in Milwaukee. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from North Dakota. And, uh, and we landed, and it just felt very, very comfortable and familiar to me, the feel of it all. And people are so considerate here. You know, you, you just walk around, and people smile and say hi, and the tone of the town is really nice. Jeremy Davis playing Olaf in Disney's Frozen, playing now at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. Thanks, Jeremy. Great speaking with you. Thank you. My pleasure. You'll enjoy it. Eight shows left starting tomorrow night. MarcusCenter.org for times and tickets. of Brewers Extra Inning, Dominic Catronio will join us from Arizona momentarily here on Brewers 360. Just want to update you on the uh, developing story out of northwest Wisconsin. We do have a large police procession escorting the bodies of the two fallen officers from this weekend in Barron County. And Eric, your information is they are headed to Minnesota. Yes. This is purely my thought on it without confirmation is you would have in a police investigation of this nature an autopsy would be necessary barron county may not have its own medical examiner's office so the procession could be to an me that will do the autopsies perhaps in neighboring minnesota tmj4 news has a reporter there we know they're about 90 miles east of the twin cities but to get to minnesota obviously not as far in Right now, it appears that um, both officers were put in the same vehicle 
both caskets put in the same vehicle as they now are being escorted to Minnesota. And uh, still very little known about what exactly led to this shooting on Saturday. Shootout where the suspect was killed after traffic stop and then the two officers killed as well. Neighboring communities, Shatek and Cameron, they're both in Barron County. And folks know the area like Chippewa Falls, Eau Claire. This looks to be about 45 minutes, maybe an hour north of there in northwestern Wisconsin. On top of that for you, we've got Brewers 360. That's coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Behind a big day at the plate for Willie Adamas, which saw three runs batted in, including a solar homer. The Milwaukee Brewers took down the Cardinals by a final of 6-1 to one to earn the series win, two games to one. Freddie Peralta got the win and the start, going six strong innings, allowing only one earned run and striking out seven on his way to his second win in as many starts. Next up for the Brewers is a 10-day, 10-game West Coast road trip beginning tonight in Arizona. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. A grave inaccuracy was just uttered by me earlier today. I said Dom was in Arizona but Dominic Catronio is here in Surprise. this house. Right? <laughs> Sorry, pal. I know you'd probably rather be. Oh, well, in with Arizona. the weather we're getting this week here, man. That's true. You're good. <laughs> I'm fine. I've got a tea time later this week. I'm good to go. I'm ready All to right. rip. All right. So, um, first week of the season went okay. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> Best record in the National League. The rookies are playing well. The pitching is there. The bullpen's scoreless. I mean, it's. You know, the kind of start that you can always like, oh, well, if this goes right, this goes right. Like, literally everything has gone right for the Brewers. So for a West Coast trip, obviously that means late nights, yada, yada. Is there any reason why a West Coast trip would be better earlier in the season versus later? There could be a reason for it. There is another 10-day trip later in the season as well in August. Um, But this is kind of a good test again. Something I've been saying all off-season long is staring at these first six series of the year. They're real series. You know, I mean, this is a real test to come out of the gate. And the fact that they've been passing with flying colors, the Diamondbacks just won three out of four against the Dodgers, beating them up. They're a very good young team. Then obviously the Padres are the Padres. The Mariners made the playoffs last year. And then you come home for the Red Sox. And I mean, I don't care what anyone says about them Mm -hmm. shedding payroll. They're still the Boston Red Sox. So this is a heck of a test and you'll get some team camaraderie. I imagine we'll hear some more stories about that, but it's a it's a real thing, definitely for sure. So when you look at this season, Dom, to start seven and two, pretty good. Like you said, best in the National League. What are some things that have surprised you to start this season for the Milwaukee Brewers, good and bad? Uh, for the the good, it has to be the bullpen. Sure. I mean, it was the number one question mark. Twenty three and a third consecutive scoreless innings. Now going back to last Sunday in Chicago. I mean, you know, you've got Devin, and mm-hmm. the way that Matt Bush ended his year last year, like, eh, but. Everyone has really stepped up. Yesterday was a little scary. Hey, still got a zero. <laughs> got a zero. Got a zero. <laughs> but and Hobie Milner has been great. Peter yep. Strzelecki, ever since he arrived in the big leagues, as Craig Council put it yesterday, the I guess the downside is well, where the heck's Corbin Burns? You know, it's kind of surprising right. that his first two starts have yeah. been bad. But I think to me that's encouraging because you know Corbin's going to rebound. You know that. So the fact that he's been your worst starter in the first two starts, like okay. Corbin will figure it out. It'll be a okay. How about Saturday night at the yard? Forty thousand plus in attendance. 
Brandon. Don't among remind them. me. The right? only game that they lost this he week, so it's your fault. The only donkey so. of the season so far this year, Brandon was there. So my is kids he are banned? looking at me like, "Why are we here? This sucks." <laughs> right, and there, there was nothing fun about Saturday night's game. Well, I, I want to ask you then, with your kids, you know, with the new product, faster game, oh. with things moving along, with the with the pitch clock and everything, how did they react to it? How's your family? They seen loved it? it. Yeah, they loved it. So my my youngest is seven, and he was still into it, like into the third, fourth. Which is better than last yeah, year. Last sure. year was like the second, like looking up at the ceiling. When are we leaving? <gasps> but the fan experience in general yes. is better. I, I want to give a shout out to everybody with yeah. the in house with the four one four force and then all that they've been doing with the in between. Like D- Jeff Levering and I were talking yesterday. It's, like, it's almost like a raven here between innings where it's just <laughs> there's always energy. Yes. There's always and, something to, to point and out. And if you're taking a family, shout out for the four one four value menu. Incredible. You yeah. can save a ton of money. Yeah, the Sunday there. fun day thing is yeah. a great thing that the Brewers yep. have got going on. It's it's something that the whole family come parkings included on it. Four tickets, four hot dogs. You know, old school stuff. I love yep. it. So they're what seven and two, best in the majors. Yeah, other than yeah, other than the Tampa Bay Rays. You are the host of Brewers Extra Innings. I'm assuming people are still finding things to complain about. Yeah, I think you know. I look at it because <laughs> uh, they always do. Dumb. Saturday night, right? Uh, Christian Yelich yeah. had a really bad game. Yeah. And then yesterday he goes Boom. three for five, a homer, two hits. It's just like baseball is hard, y'all. Yeah. So and it's a long season. We're still kind of conditioned in this basketball NFL mind of every game matters. Oh my God, it's life or death. But it's 162 games. It's gonna be okay. There's gonna be 500 plate appearances for these guys. Plenty to figure out. I so who are we going to play in the World Series? Uh, I would say, <laughs> yes. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I, I'm a big. Uh, I think Seattle's really good. I think they're they've got the pitching. They've got the young superstar in Julio Rodriguez. Seattle's really really freaking good, and they're led by a cheeser. So they're led by Scott Service. You know, shout out to lacrosse and uh, I, baseball. This is a heck of a year to be a baseball fan. A cheeser? Yeah. That's a new. That's a new term. He calls it himself. I mean, he's he calls a huge himself Packer a fan too. cheeser. He's an owner like yourself. Not a cheese head. He's a cheeser. Yeah, he's a, he's an owner like yourself. <laughs> an owner. Yes. Yeah. Dominic Catronio, host of Brewers Extra Innings. We hear you tonight. Uh, yes, late night, and then you can hear it in podcast form if you don't want to stay up with me. Good to see you, buddy. But we'll stay up. Good to see you guys. Seven fifty on Wisconsin's morning news. Mark Tauscher joins us next. Idea man. I have to say, I, I was listening to you uh, with Craig. It was really awkward calling him coach. Innovator. You know, you know, you know what I did? I like, I like, I like. It was, it was a golf shot. I chunked it. And Packers Hall of Anytime Famer. Anytime Penny makes a mistake, I gotta crush him immediately in real time, <laughs> which I don't feel great about. But hey, we're two for two on the week already, Vince. It's time for Tausch. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tauscher on the morning show, sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Tausch, your kids into Mario? Have you been forced to see the Mario movie yet? Uh, I have not been forced to see the Mario movie, but we... uh... We're still an old school house, so we do the Mario Kart and big <laughs> battles over. You, normally, it's Mario or Luigi that you want to be as the driver, and then you get the super blooper uh, car because it's the fastest. But a big battle for Yoshi. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Eleanor is a monster Yoshi fan, and she is convinced the only way she can win races is with Yoshi. And I, I don't seem to care, but as siblings typically do, uh, if you want something, uh, you're going to have to pay to get it. And that's uh, so the battle lines <laughs> on Easter were 
Yoshi, yeah, you. Well, if you want Yoshi, you have to give me a bag of your Haribo uh, gummies. And so that was the battle line yesterday. Well, now you, I would imagine you have some new trading capital because the Easter Bunny must have come right? and delivered bountiful yeah, supplies. I, can someone explain to me when the Easter Bunny got so dialed in? Is it with the digital transformation <laughs> of gifting and everything else? But I recall back in the old days, you'd get, you know, you'd get one of those Reese's uh, peanut butter eggs, and then maybe you'd get a couple of hard boiled. I don't know. I can't even remember exactly what we got when we were kids. But I see the Easter Bunny dropping off slippers and baseball batting gloves and <laughs> oh, you know, wow, stuff that wow. really fits in. I just am wondering, you know, where on earth the Easter Bunny's timeline has definitely sped up and has gotten a lot better as far as how to selectively give gifts. I can't put a finger on it, but I I married into that. Yeah, I can, the can, Easter Bunny was offering a lot more than well. I was used to yeah. in my house. Yeah, the Easter, it's just, it's its really incredible. And then I started thinking yesterday as we were sitting around and there's peeps and there's all these other things that you know are just god-awful for you. Uh, what's worse, Halloween? Where do you end up eating more candy, Halloween or Easter? I think Easter has surpassed Halloween because at least on Halloween, you're inundated and you start selectively saying, okay, you can have one or two pieces. Easter, it's kind of a free-for-all. There's cake, there's torts, there's you know cookie cakes, and then you still get to your Easter basket. I think the sugar intake on Easter is actually worse than Halloween. Well, and it's the morning. I mean, you look up and you're like, yeah, you got a whole I think day. my kid just ate like a half bag of jelly beans and whatever else. <laughs> yes. You weren't really paying attention. And all of a sudden, they're like, ah. <laughs> buzzing around. Yeah, you're not paying attention until they're running, and then they collapse out in there because of the sugar rush that wear it off, and then you, you throw them some more uh, eggs or whatever other things. But, yeah, it, I just think Easter, you know, it's it's about Christianity. It's about all the great things in life. And then sometimes you look back and you say, man, I don't know how we've gotten to the point where this is all this and ended up being more sugar than Halloween. I didn't. I never. Th- I don't think it's a sneaky, a sneaky deal that I don't think we actually looked at until you see the wrappers and see the damage that's been done around your house over the course of a day. Well, see now that goes back to the earlier point. You can't eat batting gloves. So maybe maybe the Easter Bunny's onto something there. Uh, to, let me tell you something. You eat enough sugar, maybe you will eat. <laughs> Who knows how it turns out? All right, Tosh. We'll talk again tomorrow. Sounds good.